Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. <laughs> Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Hi, this is Alan Leeds, former tour director for James Brown, Prince, and D'Angelo. And you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Martin Popoff here. Welcome back to another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. All right. Um, yes, uh, pleased, as always, to be part of this Pantheon Podcast Network. We are available all over the place, very easy to find on Google. Um, but yes, Spotify, iTunes, Megaphone, Podbay, over 40 podcast platforms. All right. So this episode, um, you know, th- this came from a comment uh, from uh, j- just hearing that Quiet Riot uh, is going to be going on um uh, despite the passing of Frankie Benali, good buddy of mine, Jimmy K, uh, in Montreal, did a uh, did an episode of his show, uh, The Metal Voice, on legitimate lineups. So this is going to be a little bit of a discussion of legitimate lineups as well. Augustin Garcia de Paredes uh, mentioned on the Facebook page, he brought this up. You know, I, I love seeing all the ideas you guys are all giving me, um, but he, he kind of brought this up as well. I think he was talking about Menudo. Um, but uh, this is... This this is a very interesting discussion that I've uh, I've often had with people, um, and it's a little bit further than the idea of uh, legitimate lineups. Um, so we are going to be calling this episode episode sixty five, which is in honor of the official retirement age. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's fitting that this is episode sixty five uh, because uh, basically I'm I'm talking about bands that should never ever 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 retire. So this episode sixty five, we're calling the three hundredth anniversary tour. All right. So, um, yeah, we shall discuss what I mean by that uh, as we look at all these different examples, these five different examples with the five different dynamics of uh, of bands that could basically go on forever. That's kind of the idea. So uh, take a listen to this first selection here. Uh, this is the Almond Betts Band with Pale Horse Rider. Stop me in the mouth. Trade 
All right, so these guys have a new album called Bless Your Heart. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, white uh, swoopy text on red to look like an old Almond Brothers album. It's it's even got the ring wear on it, the vinyl ring wear. Um, but yeah, this is one band that I've always thought um, and, uh, c- could be one of these bands that could go on forever. The Almond Brothers Band. Now, obviously, this isn't the Almond Brothers Band, but I think there should be an Almond Brothers Band. Why not? You know. So basically, you know, in this new band, this new configuration, you've got Devin Almond, you've got Dwayne Betts. Um, you know, Dickie, Dickie Betts is actually still around, but, you know, Greg Allman and Dwayne Allman are sadly no longer with us. Uh, Dwayne obviously died long, long time ago in a motorcycle accident. It was 71 or 72. Um, and Greg, we just uh, lost recently. But uh, Barry Oakley as well. Um, Barry Dwayne Oakley, sorry, uh, is in this band. Um, we've got uh, Johnny uh, Stachella, John Ginty, R. Scott Bryan, who's played with Cheryl Crow, John Lum. But, you know, my point is, is that... Um, why not just call this the Almond Brothers Band and then strengthen it with uh, with what's like, you know, we've got the Derek Trucks Band, which uh, which transformed into the Tedeschi Trucks Band, you know, a marital, a marital band there. Um, but, um, you know, other than that, you know, Dickie Betts, obviously, uh, he, like he's... He's he's not a guy that 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 can be in this thing, I don't think. But 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 basically, Warren Haynes is another another member that uh you know of the Almond Brothers band who is who has been around. He looks older than he even is, but he's only sixty years old. You know you know he's got the legend of Government Mule behind him. So so essentially. I guess what I'm saying here is this is a band that should be or could be or you could put together an Almond Brothers band and they would be accepted out there. That's kind of what the what um, the point of this is. And another band that I want to discuss in this sort of same dynamic, although it's a little less these days, is Grateful Dead. I always thought Grateful Dead was a band that could continue to call itself the Grateful Dead after the death of Jerry Garcia. I think that was 1995 or 96, something like that. Um, but basically, uh, you know, I, I, I think the point with both of these bands is that they're very instrumental bands. Um, and Almond Brothers, uh, you know, definitely, well, it, it even has a familiar, familial name to it. But look at all the, uh, you know, the offspring that kind of came through this. And all these young guys, this is the other cool thing. All these young guys, just like a Jason Bonham. And just like a Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, have proven proven themselves to be virtuosic players and coming at this the right way, um, making lots of records, uh, just being sincere musicians, inspired, you know, by their parents. Um, but but essentially, uh, you know, worthy of the big name, the big brand name, and in this case, the Almond Brothers. So I think. Um, for that reason and the and the reason that these are kind of like jam bands, Grateful Dead and Almond Brothers both, and by jam band, I also mean that they can have long instrumental passages, so they can be very instrumental bands, and that gets us a little bit away from the thorny issue of the lead singer and the huge, uh, you know, personality and stamp that a lead singer uh, necessarily puts on a band. But um, I just feel like um, both of these are the kinds of brands that should never go away, and they could be 
be around forever and you could just keep replacing members over the years as they die, as they move on. Um, you know, maybe people move on out of the band prematurely, but you bring in someone else and that someone else you have to bring in uh, has to have stature and virtuosity and hopefully some sort of ped- pedigree or connection to the situation. But not always. I mean, it could be a one-at-a-time thing and someone new and fresh with no connections and they get accepted. So I, I just think the party itself, the gathering, the cult of the Deadheads and and Allman Brothers fans um, basically uh, means that I think these brands could be accepted and they could live on forever despite sort of, uh, you know, the members that you have in it. But, but I think there's enough legitimate people around that you could make an amazing almond brothers band still with all these players you know they had they've had a lot of lineup changes all through the 90s and stuff so there are people you could bring in who who have connection to the band for 15 20 years still sort of thing okay enough about that one let's move on whole different dynamic here uh take a listen to this this is kiss with back to the stone age don't wanna run All right, so I wanted to pick one uh, from the latest album, number one, Monster, which actually is not that late anymore, so this is not a good thing. This goes all the way back to 2012, but I wanted to pick one with Gene singing because, unfortunately, I do feel like of the two main lead singers in the band, Gene is the one who still has some miles left in him a little more than Paul. God love them both. I love both their voices. They're both great singers. Um, but but Paul's voice is definitely going and and this is always the weak length in these legitimate lineup discussions and we'll and we'll, you know, talk about that as we move on in this episode as well. But the interesting thing about Kiss and I've said this for years is that and you know, they're the kind of guys who would consider this because they're, you know, they're 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 shock-worthy business people who 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 will who will shock us one day who who like making news and you know they they've you know mused sem- semi-seriously about kiss going on forever without them and it kind of could happen because because of a couple things like number 1 uh, again, you replace only one of them at a time that's probably pretty crucial. Uh number 2 it's a makeup band, so they're up there in costumes, and you know we've seen so many um, you know Kiss uh, tribute acts where where you know the bands are probably better than Kiss themselves, and uh, and they can look exactly like Kiss. I mean, you have to have the right physique. Yeah, it's it's really funny when you see people in Kiss makeup. Um, that don't look like Kiss, and it looks even more freaky. I mean, it's 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 kind of weird, but that can be done, obviously. Um, but also, you know, Eric Singer's been there forever. He's been on a ton of albums. Tommy has now been there on two very solid Kiss albums. And, you know, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer have both sang a song each on the last two Kiss albums, and they're perfectly fine singers. Uh, Eric, bizarrely, can sing a little bit even like Peter Chris, so there's a bit of that connection there. Um, but yeah, so this is a band um, that I that I truly believe, uh, you know, could be one of these that is accepted and goes on because the KISS fans are so loyal. They love talking about KISS. They're going to love debating this thing. Um, 
They are superheroes up there. They are in costume. Um, so they're not going to look particularly uh, different uh, as as you move on uh, through the years. But again, you know, the weak link is always the singer. These guys are getting old, Gene and Paul. But but And Tommy's actually quite old too. Uh, Eric, I'm not sure. He's probably kind of in that middle thing. I don't think he's even a whole generation behind. But the point is, is you've got these two good anchor members. They're both in good shape. They look good. Um, so they can move on. Maybe Gene can be there for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to eventually, if this, uh, if this stupid idea uh, actually happens, we're going to have to all deal with Paul maybe not being in the band uh, replaced by somebody. And I do maintain that when you do replace somebody in a band like this, you know, this could be a little bit like the Ripper Owens thing where, um, you know, KISS fans will welcome in someone with legitimacy because... They were in one of the top Kiss tribute bands, so that's that's kind of possible. Um, but also, I've always maintained that when you do replace members in bands, they should have um, some weight of legitimate legitimacy and pedigree behind them, like a Sammy Hager coming into Van Halen. You know, he's got this big past behind him uh, coming into this situation. I don't like when you just bring in a bright, bushy-tailed new lead singer who's n- done nothing in his life sort of thing and, and can't relate to any of these guys because he's like 20 or 30 years younger. So, you know, I think when you do bring somebody in, it should be someone semi-famous or from a Kiss Tribute Act, put it that way, and who has some miles uh, still left in him, but is not super young. Like, bring in a lead singer that's 45 years old or 50 years old kind of thing to to replace uh, whoever whoever will be replaced. But, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't put it, put it past Kiss to replace Gene and Paul at exactly the same time just to be super shocking about the whole thing. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, back again here on History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 65, the 300th anniversary tour. Take a listen to this. All right. So as I mentioned at the outset, I mean, part of this, part of the idea to do this episode came out because of news that, you know, Quiet Ride is going to continue on, uh, despite the sad passing from cancer of uh, drummer Frankie Benali, who, who had been the anchor of the band. But Okay, so this is a band that uh, just recently put out a couple of albums, Road Rage in 2017, Hollywood Cowboys in 2019, with James Durbin singing. I never, never really cottoned on to his voice. I didn't like it very much. And lo and behold, I mean, the news is out there that it's not James, it's going to be Jizzy Pearl returning again. Now, that's a choice that always kind of bothered me, um, because Love Hate is is I think one of the genius greatest bands of all time that should have been massively massively bigger I I adore Jizzy I think he's amazing um I think he should be um essentially uh you know a massive star in his own right he's done his own solo albums but he has also been part of I believe LA Guns and Rat and Quiet Riot um but so here he is back again but the rest of the lineup you know I mean there's legitimacy in um 
in having uh, you know Alex Grossi in there and um, who else is in there? Uh, anyways, okay, so um, where are my notes in this? Okay, so uh, but yeah, so so this band going on basically um, strikes me as Chuck Wright. Yeah, that's this the other illegitimate guy in there, the bassist, right? Um, so so essentially this band. Um, you know, has has a, an anchor of two out of the four members having true Quiet Riot pedigree. They've been there for quite a while, and Jizzy's been, uh, he was in the band uh, for a few years there as well. But the point here is that we've almost got one of these bands where um, it can happen almost on a who cares basis, like who cares who's in Quiet Riot, who cares that Quiet Riot is even continuing, but they may prove us wrong and keep making uh, pretty cool music because, you know, frankly, the, the music on those last two records and before that, even when Kevin was still in the band, I mean, uh, Fra- Frankie's love of Led Zeppelin has, has caused that band to have some really cool late period Led Zeppelin e kinds of songs so i i think they'd always been a, a good band and you know i i don't doubt the doubt the talent of chuck Wright or alex uh to make this thing continue so as it stands right now it's a ridiculed situation it's a who cared situation but you know who knows three four years down the line what if we have five records with jizzy as the lead singer five good records alex and chuck are still there and all of a sudden, they've turned it around, and they've proved us all wrong, and they've and they've given us this idea to, you know, con- con- consider a quiet riot that is continuing on with the lead singer again, with a past, with a great past, an amazing singer, and just an, an amazing talent, a great looking rock star. Um, but you know, he he's in that sweet spot of uh, of he's got a past, but he's not super young and he's not super old. So you you could have this band going on for a while and here's where you know i also want to discuss this idea of of kind of who cares and ridiculed lineups um this this big debate that you have about legitimate lineups and here you know thin lizzy tried to have a lineup without phil phil line right uh with john sykes singing that got got a lot of stick a lot of ridicule to the point where they they actually played a lot of shows um and the fans loved it and they enjoyed themselves and stuff, but they never quite got the courage up to make a new studio album. And then, you know, with Black Star Riders, they've been they've been great and they've been very prolific and uh, and, you know, uh, been making lots of records. So they basically wisely decided, you know, this isn't quite legitimate enough to make a Thin Lizzy studio record. Let's let's just kind of quietly shelf that and uh, and will be black star riders uh foreigner is obviously the other kind of big one that people talk about you know i i believe there's even been gigs without mick jones uh playing when he's been ill or whatever but foreigner is another one of these it's a little bit like quiet riot that right now is in for a bit of ridicule but you know who knows maybe maybe uh if they keep a a steady lineup of all these great players and uh you know Jeff Pilson um you know talents in the band big band talented band if they if they basically you know make some good records and keep making some studio records it could be a win you over situation like um like Quiet Riot and again again always the the weak link um you know that that basically stops a band in their tracks is is when the lead singer who's such a massive presence in the band completely craps out um you know forget about dying but just 
basically can't be able to sing. Um, so that's going to happen to some of these bands, and they're going to be kind of like railroaded into retirement because they can't cut it live anymore. Who knows when or what kind of what version of live we're ever going to get again uh, with this virus situation? But um, so that's kind of an interesting thing that uh, that you know these are two examples of bands that are at the at their lowest ebb when it comes to this lineup situation, but they could be in that quote-unquote prove-me-wrong situation over time. All right, so uh, our next selection here is uh, Leonard Skinnerd with Good Teacher. All right, so this is one I've always talked about as a fascinating, fascinating case of this uh, 300th anniversary tour idea, um, because they they did what um, you know they they basically did this continuing lineup thing very very correctly. In Johnny Van Zant coming in, younger brother of Ronnie Van Zant, he looks like Ronnie Van Zant, he sounds like Ronnie Van Zant. Um, he's 60 years old. So he's getting up there, but he's maybe got a few more years left. And now, granted, um, they just did this uh, Last of the Street Survivors farewell tour. So they, they're kind of like a retired band. Um, and then COVID might have put the... Um, you know, put the uh, put the stake through the heart of, of this thing ever returning. I mean, Gary has always uh, uh, left it open, Gary Rossington, that they may play occasional shows now and again, which means pay us a whole pile of money and we'll play a show. Um, so here's the other thing about this band. I mean, obviously, the massive, massive amount of tragedy that has befallen this band with death. And so the fans are welcoming of new members when you have no choice, when your members die in a band. So that's that's a big thing with Skinner. Skinner has this narrative of they've had to replace members and be quote unquote street survivors because of everybody dying and getting killed and and you know all sorts of means and ways. I mean, they're they're it's literally the biggest tragedy uh, among all these bands. But they continued on. So, you know, so Johnny Van Zant has been there for what is it thirty-ish years or something. Ricky Medlock. And now Ricky is 70 years old, um, but Ricky has been the life force of Leonard Skinner in terms of like being animated up there on stage. He's 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 main guitarist while him and Gary are the are the two kind of, you know, blood brothers of guitarists up there. You know, there's that early past of Ricky being in the band before the records came out. And uh, but basically he's been there a long time. He's a great singer. Uh, he's a great promoter of the band. He's just he's got a lot of life in him. Ricky does. Um, but and he's been there 24 years um but you know he's at 70 he's he's uh, he's getting a little long in the tooth we've got michael cartelloni who's been in the band for 21 years the drummer um you know not not the most important position in the band i i would say and also um kind of like doesn't feel like uh like a skinnered guy in a huge way he came from damn yankees and all that stuff right but they've had this they've had this kind of core enough lineup and they've they've got johnny in there so how does leonard skinnered continue well they're you know if they continue and and they kind of said they're not but but i'm i'm you know the whole point of this episode is positing that these bands could continue and might be able to continue is um 
Somehow this is a band that, uh, you know, first we've we've always sort of thought, you know, Gary, how long is Gary going to be in this band? We've all been very surprised when Gary, the one anchor member from the past, uh, basically has still been in the band to the end. So kudos to him. Um, but um, so we've all often kind of thought, you know, with the with the Grim Reaper scythe hanging over, uh, you know, the, the the morbidity of the situation, we've always thought, well, Gary's the last man standing. He's gonna he's gonna go at some point or whatever. So I've always thought he would be out of the band before a Johnny. But if the band could continue, obviously this is a band that would have to, um, you know, address. Gary changing and then and then Johnny changing. So I don't know who you put in for Johnny, but this is this is a shock situation that if this band continued. But, you know, this is a band with such a long long track record of continuing with different members basically because they're all getting getting wiped rubbed out. You know, basically the guys are dying all over the place and they've had to replace members. So people accept uh this situation with that band. And one more one more point of on this idea of legitimate lineups um with a member of this band, Ricky Medlock, he notoriously, notoriously, back in 2016, uh, put together a version of Blackfoot after, you know, fighting with the other guys for the name, basically, haha, I won the name. Uh, he put together a version of Blackfoot with just a bunch of young guys in it, basically, uh, and then he wrote some songs or whatever, and they put out an album in 2016 called uh, Southern Native, um, and they got in for so much ridicule for doing that. That that idea basically, you know, he was basically, you know, doing something more shocking than Kiss going on without Gene or Paul or whatever uh, when when he did that, but on obviously on a much smaller level. Okay, so moving on, we are up to our number five choice. Uh, in this uh, episode 65, 300th anniversary tour, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Take a listen to this. This is Queensryche with Bent. All right, so this situation um, is kind of a mix of our previous situations, but it's kind of a happy, uh, happy happenstance uh, that we've got here. Um, so what happens here is Todd Latour is is the lead singer of the band. He's only forty six years old, singing up a storm. He's great. Um, he's in there, you know, uh, you know, eventually moving into the writing. Um, but you know, he actually played the drums on the last Queensryche album and that, that causes quite a stir because Scott Rockenfeld is one of the three anchors of the band along with Michael Wilton and Eddie Jackson. Um, but you know, it's a little up in the air whether, um, whether Scott is in the band. He's, he's officially on hiatus. Uh, Casey Grillo has been the drummer on tour, uh, for that last record. I mean, Todd's been in the band for three records now but the cool thing about Todd is that he's an amazing singer he's 46 years old he's awesome on stage the rest of the band was rock solid so we had four members of the band for a long long time there and only now this this controversy with Scott um, Parker Lundgren has eased in on the guitar situation he's been there for a while um, 
So this is a band that has a lot of vitality. The fans are liking it. The records are basically like heavy early days Queensryche, probably heavier than Queensryche ever ever was. Um, you know, funny that there's also been the other, um, you know, another dynamic of this situation is um, Jeff Tate has done an amazing thing with his, uh, he's calling it Operation Mindcrime, right? Um, I, I keep forgetting this, but, but basically um, Jeff Tate's band is also a vital and heavy and and arguably even more creative, possibly a little less heavy but more creative version of Queensryche. So the, the crazy thing is, is that the lead singer of this band, who's quite a huge force in the band, let's face it, Jeff Tate's voice is so is so such a stamp. And also he's a massive writer. Um you know, a conceptualizer. He he essentially, you know, was the un probably the un un unarguable leader of Queensryche when he was in Queensryche, but obviously they had a massive, you know, pretty acrimonious falling out. But the funny situation here is that there are two Queensrykes uh, essentially going, and they're both really good bands. So out of this rift came two good Queensrykes, I, I feel anyways. I think both bands are both really good. And uh, so, yeah, Queensryche uh, is, is a band that has basically uh, done this uh, as proper as any of these bands could have, uh, it's essentially a little like the Leonard Skinner situation, but uh, it's it's the band here that has the most life, I would say, um, because they they are they they don't they don't have a big controversy ahead of them in terms of being able to continue if these bands continue. Obviously, there is no Almond Brothers band. Kiss has to replace Gene and or Paul. Quiet Riot's in the Who Cares situation. Leonard Skinner is in the, you know, semi-officially retired situation. But Quiet uh, Queensryche is in, in a perfect situation where uh, they can continue to do this. Um, now, I wanted to mention a couple other examples that I feel that are in the Queensryche situation. One is Yes with John Davison. Um, so he's been there for, I think it's, what, two albums now, right? But, you know, so this is this is something I've always argued, that these bands can continue on if uh, the guy who comes in, even if he's not got a great past, um, has a great voice and is of the perfect kind of vintage. I, I can't remember how old John Davison in, but I think he might be in his mid-40s or something like that. But he's got a great voice, and if he's there and if he writes five albums with Yes... We will accept him completely, um, you know, as, as uh, and, and they are good albums. I think they've been pretty good albums so far. Um, and but yes, these other guys are getting really old and I've noticed that they are kind of slowing down. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about this, but but I mean, I basically saw Yes recently and I saw the version with uh, with Trevor Rabin and John um, John Anderson and that band absolutely killed the current version of Yes. So so over in the wings, there are two guys that are still just killing it. And John Anderson, I think, is 71 or 72 or whatever. Great singer still. So, I mean, he, he could literally carry this for maybe a couple years anyways on his own. Trevor Rabin is fine. I mean, basically, that band were an insane progressive rock, you know, firestorm machine on stage they were so young and so vital it was it was scary yes on the other hand is looking a little old so anyways there's enough guys floating around that yes can totally continue on and i think the main reason yes can continue on is there is a lead singer who's who's you know probably got a good 10 15 years uh left in the tank uh 
for him. So there you go. So there is uh, there are our five examples, all kind of different, of this 300th anniversary tour situation. And essentially, uh, you know how I've often framed this when I've uh, you know fallen into this discussion with people in the is in the past is that there are these bands that continue for three could continue for 300 years or indefinitely or as long as there is a world depending on what climate change does to us right um so so basically why can't there be bands that go forever just like there are companies that go forever or countries that go forever right um so that's the idea okay so that's it for this episode. If you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi, rhymes with no fee, at uh, uh, ko-fi.com uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit the red support button, and as they say, buy me a coffee. On that front, I do want to thank uh, Bruce Campbell, Augustine Garcia de Paredes, and Kevin Latham for their continued support of this show. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, martinpopoff.com for any of your book needs I just had that um, Anthem Rush in the 70s come out I've st- I've got the Iron Maiden trilogy still uh, I ran out of the Merciful Fate but I'm getting more in a couple of weeks I ran out of the Van Halen Unchained but I'm getting more in a couple of weeks and back for, uh, for the first time in years is the third of the tr- uh, Thrash trilogy Tornado of Souls Thrash's Titanic Clash I think I called it so all three of those are going to be available um, just basically to top up what's left of the early ones. So there's about 30 or 40 complete sets of the Thrash trilogy uh, that will be be available in uh, in two weeks. So there you go. Wrapping up again. Uh, go play some of these bands and ponder this idea of bands going forever. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.